Hey, listeners, and welcome to the Natural Birth Talk. In this episode, I am interviewed by Shannon Earley of the Mamas Need Love podcast, and we are talking all about how to love our mamas in pregnancy and postpartum better. Before I give you the sneak peek, I want to let you know that the Natural Birth site is officially up, and you can purchase our Natural Birth Education course, check out some Natural Birth stories, and just explore the site. So check that out. It's in the show notes below. And I also want to let you know that we will be taking a break in a few weeks for Easter, as that's really important to me. But without further delay, here is your sneak peek. Stick around. 100%. Kind of. It's like an expectation. It's an unspoken it expectation. It is. Or sometimes it is spoken where people will be like, you'll just jump right back or you can get back to normal so fast. And yes. I just hate that. Hi, I'm Rachel Manns, owner of The Natural Birth Site and this podcast, The Natural Birth Talk. Here, you'll learn all about different natural aspects of birth, pregnancy, and postpartum. Remember, none of this information should take the place of a care provider and is not medical advice. Birth is not a medical emergency. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends, and especially hey to you mamas out there and mamas-to-be. Today's guest is all about motherhood, specifically the road to motherhood through pregnancy and birth. My guest loves teaching women about natural ways to care for their bodies and trust the birthing process so that they can have the most empowering, beautiful birth possible. And as a five-star rated doula, she understands more than most the importance of postpartum care in mamas. Please welcome my next guest, hostess of the Natural Birth Talk podcast and certified spinning babies parent educator, Rachel Manns. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me, Shannon. I really appreciate it. This is great. I've had about 80 podcast episodes so far about uh-huh. moms and parenting, and I haven't had a doula yet or a labor person. This is great. So that's awesome. This will be, hopefully this will be really fun for your audience. Yeah, I think this is perfect. First of all, for those that don't know or don't understand, what is a doula? I am a birth doula specifically, so I, I'm basically a labor, a labor support person. And I also do childbirth education in preparation for labor support. So I go in and I help my clients learn about all of their options. Most of my clients want a natural birth, so we teach about techniques for that. And then during their actual birthing time, I come and I help support them. I help them to advocate for themselves, to help them to get as close to the birth that they want as possible. We never plan birth because you can't plan birth, but that's why we teach all of the options and we we like to keep the options open but still, you know, do it all from an evidence-based perspective. So that's my job and then in the postpartum period I come in, usually do one postpartum visit to help give mom some tips, see if she needs any help, go over her birth story and just kind of make sure in during pregnancy we make sure she has a postpartum plan as well. That's awesome. You said two things that I wanted to kind of hit on a little bit more. One was you said that you wanted the, you were teaching the moms how to advocate for themselves and to help them. Uh huh. That is a really big deal right now. I feel like, especially if you're trying to have natural birth, you need somebody on your court to help you talk down the doctors. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. So we have, I live in the St. Louis, Missouri area and in our area, we're really lucky and we have a lot of really good care providers, Mm -hmm. but you know, any area, there's also a lot of care providers who maybe aren't up to date on all of the evidence or who are maybe really stuck in their ways and aren't super supportive of, of moms who want to do things differently. So I think that's kind of what you mean is, 
is those, what did you call them? I already forgot. (laughs) No, that's fine. When you were talking about advocating for the, for themselves, like, okay, for instance, I wanted a natural birth and the push for going to the hospital, the push for an epidural, Mm -hmm. the push for like breaking my water, all these things that I had to keep being like, no, no, like let it go. You know, right. Just the pressure. Mm-hmm. And you're already going through labor, which is difficult. <laughs> it's almost it's difficult hard. Oh my goodness. It is, it is so hard, whether you're doing it naturally or whether you are accepting pain meds, whether you're doing it at home or in the hospital or at a birth center, it is hard work. And so then to have to advocate for yourself on top of that, to have mm-hmm. to constantly be telling your nursing staff or your care provider, no, I don't want that. Oh my goodness. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I ended up having a doula for my second baby. And like you were saying, she did everything. If you guys can afford a doula at all, that's what you got to yeah. do. If you're having well, a baby. And well. another thing, you know, I'll just throw this out there is almost always, or in most areas, you'll be able to find a new doula who, if you can't afford the experienced doula, you might be able to find a new doula who's willing to do it at a discounted rate. Oh, that's awesome. That That's yeah. actually a great idea. Yeah. Doulamatch.net is a great place to go to find doulas in your area. I'm going to put that in the show notes. I'm writing that down right now. You said doulamatch.net? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, it's just such a big deal, you guys, because, and you're so excited to meet your new baby or you're scared or whatever it is, you know? (laughs) All of the feels. (laughs) Yeah, and just to have, like, basically a BFF, because, like, no one else is going to see you butt naked except your doula and your husband and the doctor. Right, right, Um, absolutely. So finding someone you're comfortable with and all that, it's just, it's great. Put that in your birth plan if you can, guys. Absolutely. The other thing, yeah, I actually do want to add one thing to what I do that I left out, but it's super important is that we help support dads and partners too. So we come in and we give dads a break if they are just, you know, absolutely exhausted or need to go to the bathroom, but don't want to leave mama alone, then we're there. So she's not alone. Mm -hmm. And we also help dads to help mama in the best way possible. So we'll say, Hey, we don't want to take your place. Why don't you come in and do the hip squeeze? Why don't you give her drinks of water? So you can still be supportive too. Yes, you're right. The the doula would say things like, Hey, Evan, why don't you rub her shoulders just like this? And I was, it was just nice. Cause I think as the husband, they're, they're, they're feeling kind of helpless. Like, yeah, what do I do? My wife is going through this. I have no idea what to do, you know? Absolutely. So that's great that you can help with that. And then you shared that after, when you go to the postpartum visit, you talk about the birth story with the mom. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because so many birth stories are traumatic to the mom in some way, you know, like it's probably not going to go exactly as planned. Would you say, would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. We don't call it when we, um, my clients and I, we don't call it a birth plan. We call it a birth philosophy because you can't (laughs) plan birth. (laughs) Right, right, right. And it can make you feel so like upset when you're like, wait a minute, I wanted to do, you know, whatever it is. Like I, and you practice for months too. You're like, yeah. Obsessing over, like, I know that for relaxation, I want candles and I want this kind of music. And then your baby's like, I'm coming right now or whatever. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Or it's like for like an hour, you like the candles and the music. And then all of a sudden you're like, stop it all. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, my senses are overloaded. I can't handle it. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's super interesting. Yeah. So when you talk about the postpartum period in general, how long does that normally cover? Oh man. So postpartum period is at least 
at least 40 days, Mm -hmm. if not up to two years for some moms or Mm -hmm. more. I don't like to put a time period on it. So Mm -hmm. as an American culture, we usually recognize four to six weeks because that's how long moms are off work. Mm -hmm. Some moms are lucky and get up to 12 weeks or longer, just depending on how they work the system and how their job is. If you're a stay-at-home mom, obviously, even though you don't have that six-week deadline to go back to work, it's still often thought of as six weeks. And hundred percent, it's like an expectation. It's an unspoken expectation. It is. Or sometimes it is spoken where people will be like, you'll just jump right back or you can get back to normal so fast. And I just hate that. Yes. And that's also when all the help drops off. Yes. People are like, well, you got it now. And you're like, no, just now is when the baby is like waking up and it's crazy. Yeah. It's, you know, for some moms, four to six weeks is plenty of time to, it's not just getting used to having a baby. It's recovering from a plate sized hole in your body. Mm. Like where that placenta was, you, you don't see it though. You don't see that hole. So people Mm. forget that you're not just taking care of a baby. Now you're recovering. Mm. And some people do great after four to six weeks after two of my births, I was fine for the most part. Mm. Um, but definitely after my first one, I needed way longer longer than that. Yeah. And some moms are still feeling like they're in this postpartum period up to two years postpartum. And so it just depends on the mom and the situation and the help she has and just where she is in life. How can you tell if you still need recovery? Like what are some signs that you're not ready? That is a really good question. So as far as physical recovery, like recovering from the actual birth, the physical birth itself, you know, your, your vagina being a little sore and and the plate size hole in your body where your placenta was your uterus going back down to size. Usually, like I said, that's about four weeks. Some signs that you're still recovering would be a lot of tenderness down below. Mm -hmm. If you get up and you're doing a lot one day and you notice that your bleeding is heavier than it was previously, Mm -hmm. that's a sign that you, you still need to take it easy, that you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. If you're getting dizzy or lightheaded or feeling a lot of pressure down below, even though it's not pain, that's all signs that you still need to be taking it easy because you're still recovering Mm -hmm. physically from birth. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it it gets very different when we talk about the mental recovery and the, it's not just recovery, it's getting used to that new normal. Cause whether you've had one kid or four kids or eight kids, adding another child is still a new normal that you have to get used to. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that mental recovery is often the longer process, Mm -hmm. you know, if we're all going to, well, most of us, 80% of us are going to suffer from the baby blues where our, you know, the first four weeks postpartum, our, our uh, emotions are going to be a roller coaster, right? Right. right. That's very, very normal. Mm -hmm. If we are getting into, you know, past four weeks postpartum Mm -hmm. and we are still feeling that roller coaster of emotions constantly or regularly, if our if things are feeling worse for us, instead of feeling better, if we're having those darker thoughts or more dangerous thoughts, or if we're getting angry out of nowhere. Yes. um, Thank you for saying that. Yes. Yes. Postpartum rage specifically is what I'm referencing with that one, which is um, there's more than just postpartum depression. There's postpartum rage and postpartum anxiety and postpartum OCD. And there's this range of things. And most of us don't know that because our mamas are not loved and cared for in the way that we need to be loved and cared Mm -hmm. for. And so if we're feeling all of those things, then we know we're still in that recovery process. And, and those might be a sign that we need to get help in our recovery process, whether that help is a postpartum doula 
or just more support from family, friends, church, community groups, whatever, whether that may be like an herbal or homeopathic medicine, or maybe it would be a a visit to our OB to get an allopathic medicine or a therapist. You know, there's so many options, but you really want to be aware of who you are and your emotions and what you're feeling. And if, if you're handling it well or not, and if you feel like you're not handling it well, if you're having lots of explosions, if mm-hmm. you're still feeling that roller coaster of emotions past four weeks postpartum, those are all signs that you're still recovering and that you might need a little help. Yes. And it's so interesting because when you're pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. All the focus is on you, your Absolutely. health, how you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. people hold the door open for you. And then oh, yeah. you have the baby, and all of a sudden the focus is all on the baby. Yeah. And your health. Like nobody could care about your health. Like not at all. Yeah. We go from being seen weekly for the last several weeks of pregnancy and 12 times during our pregnancy to, oh, you had your baby by see you in four to six weeks. Right. 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 It's horrible. If you have a home birth midwife, you might get a little better care. Home birth midwives tend to check on you a little bit more often, which is wonderful. But obviously that's not an option for everyone. So for the most part, most of us are seeing OBs or even midwives in a hospital. So we get one postpartum checkup. One. Right. Right. Exactly. You're hundred percent right. And then a lot of times they're rushed or something and you're like, Absolutely. I don't know if things are right. And they're, you know, they right. might like poo poo it. Like everybody has the baby blues and, and you, they send yeah. you on the way and you're like, ah, you know, Absolutely. I think this is worse than that. This is a big deal. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you'll get a screening of like a little questionnaire from either your OB or maybe even the pediatrician will, will do it. And they ask you like 10 questions or something. And if all of your answers to all your questions are horrible, then they might catch that there's something going wrong. Right. Right. But for the most part, even still that little survey, it's not enough. We're not loving our mamas enough. Right. A hundred percent. So what are some ways then that moms could be loved in that postpartum period? I want to start with recommending the book, The Fourth Trimester. Oh, okay. This book is awesome. I cannot remember the author right off the top of my head, Kimberly and something, Kimberly and Johnson maybe, but it's called The Fourth Trimester. And it is all all about how once our baby is born, there's this fourth trimester of adjusting, not just for mom, but for baby too, Mm -hmm. but largely for mom. In one of her sections, she mentions five things that all postpartum mom, all postpartum my goodness, all <laughs> postpartum moms need. Yeah. And um, hopefully I don't skip one. It is nourishing food, mm-hmm. loving touch, extended rest, the presence of wise women and spiritual companionship, Ooh. and then contact with nature. Oh, interesting. And I think two of those get touched on a lot. The the nourishing food. Yeah. Or at least food. I think people yeah. get a little confused about what nourishing food is. Right. Right. <laughs> but, right but nourishing food and then extended rest. I think those two are becoming more popular, especially nourishing food. I, I feel like meal trains are becoming a lot more popular. Yeah, it's true. Which is so helpful for moms and then extended rest. So my general rule for postpartum moms is a week in bed, a week around bed, a week around the house. Oh, interesting. Obviously that is very hard to do sometimes. And cabin fever is real. And if you need to step outside, then that's your contact with nature and you can go outside and it's okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. But that extended rest, I feel like is hopefully becoming a little more popular. If you have a lot of family support, that's a lot easier to do, right? Or if you have a postpartum doula or church support or just friend support, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to get that extended rest. Yes. 
but brushed under the rug, I feel like is wise women in spiritual companionship. So you don't need someone sitting in your house constantly telling you that you're fine. Mm -hmm. You don't need someone who's there just to hold your baby while you do housework. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You need someone to come in to talk to you who's, who's maybe had a few kids. If you're a new mom, who's on the same page as you, who can maybe help you with breastfeeding or can help walk you through your emotions or who's just a wise woman who can just sit and listen to you. And especially, you know, if you're a Christian or if you're religious, you really want that or just spiritual in any way, you really want that spiritual companionship, someone who's on that level with you too, to help support you in that way. So prayer was really important for me in the postpartum period and throughout my pregnancy. Yes. But any type of spiritual companionship, you know, those two kind of go together, but they're kind of two separate things, Mm -hmm. the wise women and the spiritual companionship and then loving touch. So that one gets missed in a lot of traditional cultures. Mm -hmm. uh, Moms are massaged every day postpartum. Interesting. Doesn't that sound so relaxing and amazing? That's bananas. Yeah. And it can be done by husbands or best friend or mother-in-law or mother or older children cousins, you know, whoever you're comfortable with, just something as simple as, you know, massaging your swollen feet or rubbing your sore back because we're all a little sore after birth. Yeah. Wow. Well, how does a mom ask for help? I feel like that's such, that's the hard part. It's like, I think people are willing to help, but we don't know how to ask. We have lost our village and yes, Yes, girl, preach it. Sorry. I know. (laughs) I know we have lost our village. And part of that's part of the problem is because Honestly, we shouldn't have to ask. Hey everyone, Rachel Manns here. And today I have something I'm thrilled to share with you guys. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, that's a quarter, guys. You'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. Designed for new and expectant parents, as well as pregnancy and birth professionals, Informed Pregnancy Plus is like having a trusted BFF and doctor in one, guiding you through every step of the path to and through parenthood. A few of just my favorite titles are obviously The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, How Fun Is That?, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan and The Core Connection, an extremely well-presented and informative workshop teaching you about your core and pelvic floor and how to keep them healthy. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Sign up for Informed Pregnancy Plus right now. I'm not kidding, guys. It's really going to help you out. It's my prescription for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. That's informedpregnancy.tv, and the link will be in the description below. Now back to the show. Yeah, yes. Because traditionally, the community, the village just rallied behind you. Yeah, they were there. They were, of course, they were going to bring you food. Of course, they were going to take care of your older kids. Of course, they were going to clean your house. I can't remember which culture it is right off the top of my head. But in one culture, mom still will move in with their parents for 40 days. Wow. And their parents take care of everything for them. Oh, that's so sweet. 
I know, I know. And then, but we do have to ask for help. That's just the reality of, of what we live in. And I think starting in pregnancy is the best place to do it. Yes. Start in pregnancy, maybe your baby shower. You can ask on your registry. You can ask for meals or you can set up a meal train. You can set the bound. So set boundaries too. My rule was that anyone could come see my baby. I was fine with that, but they had to bring me healthy food or do a chore or do a chore while they were here. Oh, that's so cute. That was my rule. And people were totally fine with that. Mm. And so that's, you know, a great way to kind of start is with the baby shower, or even if you skip the baby shower, a mother's blessing is a really cool option, which is, I don't know if you, do you know what that is? Well, I'm just thinking about being prayed over at all, but yeah. So So the mother's blessing, I'll just explain it really quickly because I think it's a great way to love on mamas and it's way better than a baby shower. Honestly, Mm. it's where everything is focused on mom. So a baby shower, everything is focused on the baby and you bring gifts for the baby and you know, you eat food and mom is usually the one planning a lot of it or mom's close family is planning it, but you know, mom's involved in some way. The mother's blessing is all completely planned by someone else. It's a much more calm situation. You bring gifts, but you bring like useful gifts. So something that would bless the mother. Mm. So maybe you bring her freezer meals. Maybe you bring her like a really thought out poem or song that might help lift her spirits when she's feeling emotional and hormonal. Maybe you, you know, you bring her the promise of coming over and massaging her every day Mm. or just those much more personal and intimate things. And then the mother's blessing consists of being prayed over, maybe singing songs together, relaxing, massaging mom, braiding her hair, and really just kind of pampering mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds awesome. I know, right? And what a great way to love on her and help her to feel relaxed and help her to know that she has support. Anyway, that was a little sidetracked from what you what you asked me to talk about. No, I think that's great because I asked you how can moms be loved in the postpartum period? And you're totally right. I feel like if you've been a mom at all, then you should understand and remember what it's like. And then you should go and love on somebody and bless them by giving them what you didn't have, you know? And I don't know what it is. I don't know why we don't do it. There's like an awkward feeling, you know, like you don't want to step on their toes or like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's weird. It's weird, Rachel. Well, I know, I know we have it in our heads that moms should be able to do anything by themselves. And I'm sorry, but that is a stupid thought. Get it. Yeah. That is just silly. Moms, we all need help. No one can do everything by themselves. We were not made to, we were not made to raise our babies on our own. We were made to raise them with help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, asking for help definitely can be a challenge because it's ingrained in us that women are strong, independent women, right? Yeah. That is ingrained in us, but it's okay to be dependent on other people. Yes. Yeah. And that's so hard for some people to understand, but something as simple as just saying like, Hey, you know, maybe go to your church or your community group or your homeschool group or, you know, whatever you're involved in your best friends, whatever. And just say, I need help. I'm going to need help. Will you come help clean my house? Will you come help bring me food? Will you come watch my older kids? Maybe you do want someone to hold your baby. Will you hold my baby while I take a shower? Like, Mm -hmm. don't just don't be afraid to delegate and ask for help. Because like you said, really, most people are willing to help. Mm-hmm. but they just need to be asked so that they can feel like they're doing the right thing. It's just, yeah. you're right. So, okay, this is going to be a total tangent, but did you ever hear about the tribe that the women that would wash clothes together? Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So I'm just going to shortly tell everybody that when we're talking about a village and like living life together and having companionship, there's this tribe of women that every day they would get together and wash clothes at whatever body of water. And Uh one day they all had washer machines installed in their houses and the depression rate started to skyrocket in their village and it went insane. And they ended up tracing it back to the fact that the women weren't washing clothes together. Yes, I have absolutely heard that story before. And it makes sense. Yes. When you really think about it, we are not supposed to be by ourselves. We are supposed to be with community. Yes. Or have you ever been on a play date and all the kids are playing and you get to just talk with the mom and then the Uh mom might tell your kid, hey, don't do that. And you don't even care. Right. Like, yes, please, please discipline my child. I don't care. Right. Like, like I wasn't paying attention. Thank you for paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I was drinking coffee and eating Danish. <laughs> it's great. And that's what, that's what we're missing, you know, or Absolutely. being able to be like, go run to so-and-so's house and tell them I need this. Like we yeah. don't have that right now. And then especially with COVID people have gotten super duper weird and like hermity I'm included, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the whole thing, yeah. the whole thing. And depression it. rates have gone through the roof since then too. Yes, because we are not made to be by ourselves. And I think that's the biggest key. Like, you know, if you, you got to work on building your village and that starts in pregnancy and it carries into postpartum and it's going to make your postpartum period, hopefully so much easier. So should somebody ask a mom, Hey, what would you like me to do? Or should somebody tell the mom, Hey, I want to do your laundry. What day works? Like what kind of thing is better? I am a big fan of just telling. Yeah. Because so many women, like I've already said, we were taught to be strong, independent women. So we are afraid to ask for help or we're afraid, you know, if someone says, Hey, let me know what you need. Yeah. We're kind of afraid to step in and say, well, actually I do need this most of the time. Right. I mean, I'm not that person. I'll definitely be like, yeah, I actually, I need this. Right. 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 But so many of us are not like that. So I definitely like the approach of just saying, Hey, I'm going to come do your laundry or, Hey, I'm going to bring you food. Which day do you want me to bring it? And what do you want me to make? Yeah. Or, you know, what are your, what are your favorite foods? I'm going to make you some freezer meals or, you know, I have three hours to kill today. Can I come over and help you clean with whatever you need help or help you do whatever you need help with? That's fantastic. So Rachel, where can people find you if they are interested in having you as a doula, for instance? So right now, currently, I just have my Facebook pages up and my handle is at Rachel Mans Doula, but I am working on getting a website up for the okay. natural uh, birth site. Good. That's awesome. And yeah. It, it's, it was supposed to be up eight months ago. It's still not up. <laughs> Hashtag this is motherhood. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And doula hood because we just like run on chaos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but in homeschooling moms, right? You get that too. (laughs) Yes. My house is a nudist colony. Like, oh, absolutely. (laughs) Gosh. It's like, it's like a chore to get them to put underwear on. It's true. Um, We could have a whole episode on that. Yeah. Homeschooling (laughs) and the clotheslessness. Yeah. Anyway. So for the natural birth sites, which will include childbirth, uh, like a full childbirth education course that can be purchased. And then has the links for my natural birth talk podcast and my natural, the natural birth show. Um, which is my YouTube channel, that handle on Facebook and Instagram is at the natural birth site. That's fantastic. This has been Rachel Manns, everybody. You are a rock star. Um, oh, I highly recommend her and you can totally check out all the different things I'm going to put in the show notes. But thank you so much for coming today, Rachel. Shannon, I so appreciate being on and I 
I've really enjoyed this talk and it was, it was just a lot of fun talking to you. And I just love your podcast and all of the things you do to help mamas. Like I said, obviously I agree. We definitely need it. So I see, I told you guys, she's an angel. Thank you, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to this podcast and head over to my site, thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out my blog, shop, email list, and YouTube channel. Thanks. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course, birth story blog, YouTube channel, and more.